Yes, sir, we promised you a great ball. Look at that here. Andre, the chance for Mania. Mania is running wild. My God, what a been complicated these days the physically gone aka the physically not here and the physically working stat guy greg yeah um working again today but we have him on the phone sgg on location live uh from the office you sound crisp you're on a landline i am on a landline i mean you know when you when you're in a in a plush mage legal office you get you get some some perks and some some uh, some amenities that you don't always you know we take for granted uh, regular home dwellers. That's uh, that's a really good point, SGG, and we're very it's a very impressive sounding phone line. I wish that my on my end it's still a cell phone, so we're making it work uh, the best we can. But we are back with Cheap Heat um, on what is a uh, pretty big, interesting week in the world mm-hmm. of uh, of of wrestling. Lot to talk about. SGG was not here last week. We had Brian Mann in. Shout out to Brian. Did a nice job offering the other perspective. If if SGG is a show for WWE, Brian is a show for AEW. So that is so accurate too. I mean, I listened, and I, at one point I just had to laugh because um, Brian said, "I really want WWE to do well," and you did not and believe I was that. Like, no, I did not believe it. But also. That's one hundred percent something I would say about AEW. So, <laughs> yeah, <you're, laughs> I I gotta tell you, I think you both do a great job making me seem like a very even broadcaster. Like I actually truly do feel dead objective at this point. Um, <laughs> that and, just shows that just shows how far how far off the deep end me and Brian have gone. Exactly, you guys are both completely <laughs> off the reservation and. Uh, SGG, um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Survivor Series, um, and the week that was. 
Welcome to the shoot, Arrow baby. And I'll probably uh, call up Dipperstein after we get off the phone with you and, and let some voices weigh in on today's show. But SGG, why don't we start with outside the ring? What did you uh, what did you want to start with today? NWA power. Uh, Jim Cornette was fired for for some just wildly offensive comments. <laughs> Go ahead. Take us, take us through it. Take us through it. Yeah. So, you know, during the most recent edition of NWA Power, which is taped, um, pre-recorded, and then seemingly you would think vetted and then set to air on YouTube for, for the listeners during a match between – oh, my cell phone just went off. Well, you're popping. Yeah. And there's a match between Nick Aldis and uh, Trevor Murdoch for the NWA Championship. By the way, I will say this. What a great fit for NWA um, Trevor Murdoch is, by the way. But anyways, keep going. Yeah, no. Agreed. I loved loved seeing him on TV again. I was like, oh, he looks the same, basically. Even when he was in WWE, he had like that old school feel from that particular era. So it actually is perfect for him. R.I.P. Lance Cade, by the way. Yes. R.I.P. Lance Cade. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Jim Cornette took it upon himself to make what I took as a racist joke. But then some people were saying, you know, oh, maybe it's not racist. Maybe the the punchline was actually famine in Africa. That's that's always great when that's your other alternative. Yeah, it doesn't make it any much any better. But uh, I won't even repeat the joke. But it was it was wildly offensive. And then NWA was obviously, you know, watchers and. And listeners of their show contacted them on social media, expressed their displeasure. And then the next day we find out that Jim Cornette resigned from NWA. As far as I know, no apology, uh, just no, a resignation. I, 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 read, I read that he did apologize yesterday. I think on his podcast he apologized. He did? Okay. That's what I read. I, I, I got to tell you, I didn't read the article. I saw a headline um, that said Cornette apologizes. Um, but... Uh, well, I'll say this without going through the entire thing. Yeah, it was something about managing to run through Ethiopia with fried chicken on his fried back. Fried chicken, yeah. So here's my, here's my thought, SGG. Um, I listen. I am am I disappointed in Jim Cornette? I can't say I'm shocked. Um, if you dig into Jim Cornette's history, him being super racially sensitive i wouldn't say is necessarily at the top of the list um but shockingly in this situation my biggest problem is not with Cornette. um even though it's a a really just let's suppose the ridiculous idea of oh no he didn't he didn't uh mean it as a racist joke he meant it as a famine joke um listen there in the 80s, people making jokes that way when we were really sort of um, ignorant to sort of a lot of things, people would make jokes mm-hmm. about starving children. And it was like, well, I think it even went beyond white or black. It was sort of an American thing that we made those it's, jokes. It's funny you say that because video surfaced of Jim Cornette making that exact same joke verbatim in the 80s. Exactly. And, and it doesn't surprise me. And in the 80s, you might still think it was in poor taste, but it was like, um, 
What a, listen, it was just it was in poor taste then, but the standards were different. So you fast forward to now. Not only is it a joke about something in which our, our as a society we've evolved and don't find funny in the same way, but he probably could have survived with an apology had the word he used not been fried chicken. So yeah, it's offensive on multiple levels, right? You have the the famine joke offensive. You have the fried chicken part offensive. None of it's surprising when you really look at Cornette's past. He's, I heard audio of him that was insane, um, from a long time ago. Um, so here's my thing. Um, you can hire a talent who may have said things or has the ability to say the, 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 the propensity to maybe say things that are off color and you're like, fam, we don't do that here. Um, I don't know enough about Jim Cornette to tell you right now whether he's a racist in his real life and that's who he is. I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know much about Jim Cornette besides funny stories sort of about him related to wrestling and, and, and Bruce Pritchard making fun of his voice um, and then watching him on TV with a tennis racket. But what I do know is this. Regardless of who he is in real life, you're producing – an edited show on YouTube. Right. I don't understand how that gets by. Now, he already said something that was pretty off color a few weeks ago about suicide, right? And mental health. Yes. That was already out there. They apologized so for that. already on thin ice. So now, if you're Dave Lagana and company at, at NWA, you have to be thinking, we need to be mindful about what we end up letting get out here. Um, because that was, cause Jim's a wild card. He's probably even more of a wild card cause he knows you're taping and you need to have a conversation, um, about what your standards are for the show. So while Jim mm-hmm. Cornette is at this point, basically unhirable in my opinion, um, okay, there's that part, but also there's how did you let it go? How did right. a show end and you it's it's an hour show. You have to be able to watch the full hour after edits once it's done. For example, I made my Thanksgiving song this year. A lot of talk in the streets, can't, SGG. Can't wait to Turkey with the gravy, right? Turkey with the gravy. We we'll play it right now for for the people. We'll give you a taste. It's only two minutes long. I get it. But after we edited the whole thing and mixed it and did a lot, there was real work that goes into making it sound pretty good. And it does sound pretty good if I do say so myself. Um, after all that, the, the next step is let's listen at the end loud to the entire thing and make right. sure we're comfortable with the way it sounds. A necessary step. Uh, a, a very necessary step. And, and there's, there's actually racial humor in the song. Like I'm, I'm making fun of uh, my friend and producer Shawnee, who we always talk about being Jamaican. So I'm doing a Jamaican accent in the song and and mocking my friend Shawnee. So like I'm aware that there could be racial sensitivity around that. Let's listen to it. Let's play it for other people. Let's hear how people feel about it. Does the joke come across, or does it just sound insensitive? Now, there's still a world in which if you had no idea who Shawnee was, you could hear it and be like, oh, my gosh, you're making fun of Jamaican people or people uh, uh, people from the islands. I get that's all possible. But you have to know who your audience is and then point blank, is this offensive or not? Nah? Let's let's listen to it. Let's let other people hear it. Let's put it out. 
I wonder how much of that converged with the NWA. Like, right? Was there is any this offensive or not? Was yeah? Did that conversation not... happen? Did they even talk about it? Because you would think that anyone with any sense would go, "Yup, offensive. Can't do it, guys." Fried chicken mm-hmm. through Ethiopia? Nope. Nope. A, a southern sixty-something-year-old white man talking about fried chicken in Ethiopia? Nope. That's going to be a hard pass. So Jim Cornette, like I said, I don't know how you move forward with Jim Cornette at any wrestling promotion right now. So there's that part. And then on top of that, there's how does Dave Lagana and company let this go? Like it's just, it's just, it's just a bad job. And as I said on Twitter, the night after it happened, there were people being like, this is Twitter outrage. That was not Twitter outrage. That was offensive. That was straight up offensive. And if WWE did it, it would have been worldwide news. Yep. Even, I mean, even at, AEW. at least if WWE did it, it would have been live, but still. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, listen, guys, wrestling was really managed to survive being racist for a really long time. God, it's man, over. when you think about the important people who their stories about them being racist, man, as I almost feel bad for Hulk Hogan. Because <laughs> he got caught. Well, no, for several reasons. Hogan, <sighs> Hogan is really low-level offender relative to other people that exist. I mean, we don't know. Now, if, if we found out more stories that Hogan was using racism to not allow, you know, the real definition of racism was holding back black people, then it obviously elevates the story. But as far as we know, Hogan was an over-the-hill talent who in his private life said something racist. Super disappointing, not mm-hmm. not impactful to uh, other talents' lives. And we, the way he handled it afterwards is just, compounded everything well, of course it made it a disaster and, it, and i think it's why we've held on to it so much because relative to the real racism of wrestling it's nothing it's you're talking about ole anderson stories right you're talking about cornet stories there are a lot of people out there who are in in booking positions really important positions and i'm not including bill watts because i think that's a real mixed bag there are people there's the hank aaron store there's the whole hank aaron thing and the racism thing and then there's also the fact that he really put black people in positions of power also so that he's a, i think bill watts is a complicated character but regardless even if you just talk about Oli and Cornette and other people there are so many people out there and then you just look at the booking of things that were just so incredibly racist um <laughs> So listen, it's not like I actually spend time feeling bad for Hogan. I think he deserves what he got. He he did a horrible a horrible job mending it. But when you look at the real history of racism in wrestling and how unbelievably pervasive it was and is, sorry man, it this is a bad one. And I'll tell you what, we were putting over NWA power. Man, I was into that show. And death, uh, Greg, I, I think this could be a death blow. You could very well be right. I mean, I, my thoughts on it when I saw, and I know this was echoed by a lot of people, was you know, gonna gonna miss watching watching NWA Power. But like you said, like I, I think people are not gonna tolerate that. We'll see how it plays out in the next few weeks. But um, and now, what do you do? And now, what do you do? Put a, put a black dude on commentary? You know what I'm no, saying? No, I don't know what they do. Like, I don't know what they do because they stumbled out of the gate, right? I mean. With with Dave Lagana's statement, you know, something was said that some people might have found offensive. It was just, A, not forceful enough and almost to the point of cowardly and sort of deflecting 
uh, in a sort of like I'm sorry you feel that way right. kind of. They, they they needed to go rather than they needed to go full Barkley. This was wrong. Did you see what Charles yeah. Bar- when Charles Barkley messed up this week? He apologized. He said it wasn't funny. It was offensive, and he was sorry. Boom. Now, granted, Charles Barkley mm-hmm. has a lot of equity with people more so than Jim Cornette draws a lot of money, but it was an effective, sincere, or at least seemingly sincere apology. Kept it moving. You you. Um, if, if Cornette had put up a statement on video immediately afterwards, looking at the camera and going, that joke that I made was the kind of thing that would have come out of my mouth in 1985. It wasn't right then, but it's, it's where I was. It's certainly not right now. It will never happen again. That was deeply offensive. I am so sorry. That was offensive well, to everybody. Well, I really, I think he could have survived it. I do. I, I think people would have been like, damn, that's messed up. Glad he handled it like that. Um, he may have been able to survive it. They, they did it with this. It's, it's the Hogan thing we always talk about, man. Like, man, people don't really appreciate how much just owning your ish makes people feel better. Right. Because they want to skip steps, right? Like you do a thing and then you go right to the forgiveness and then moving past the thing and then getting back to where you were. That's how people would prefer it to happen. But they skip the step of being like, you know, I was wrong. Try try it. For it. Try yeah, with your like, wife. Try with your wife getting into a big fight and then skipping over the apology and being like, "Yo, we just need to move on." Try that. See how it works out for you. <laughs> you know, like Hogan did, and that's how he ended up. Exactly. That that that's not how things work in relationships with people. Try it in your business. Try. That's not how things work. And to anyone listening right now who's going, "Man, could we just make it a week without talking about?" race to start the show i mean listen we b- tried believe me I, this one wasn't on us. I really i really wanted to and um it got thrown right in our face so um it's too bad because nwa is a really cool show um i think they were feeling themselves very very hard um and uh rightfully so though i mean no it was a dope product they put out a dope product and but to be when you're building a youtube product based on people's love for for what you're doing really can't alienate a ton of people early on so hopefully nope. they, hopefully they figure it out and write their ways and and lagana understands why this was handled so poorly um and they figured out move on what else what else going on sgg well speak in in that same vein there was a twitter feud between tony khan and randy orton that was sparked by a cm punk tweet of all things um uh, Punk made a tweet about, you know, being on backstage, and then in this in his tweet he said, "No one is safe." And then Tony Khan responded to that, said, "No one is safe." Sounds like a plane full of wrestlers in Saudi Arabia. To oh, which, oh, oh, yeah. To which Randy Orton responded, "What's that whole thing about glass houses and stones?" With a link to an article. Um, about Tony Khan's father, Shahid Khan, being investigated for corruption, to which Tony responded, I thought you only tagged me in your post when you were grasping for leverage. That article is over a year old and is about baseless claims made about my dad years ago. That's the best you can do? Nothing. Meanwhile, in the time since that was written, you used the N-word on Twitch. Oh no 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 no! To un- a lot to unpack with that one too. Well, is there audio of that? 
audio of Randy Orton using the N-word on Twitch? Yeah. Yes, there is. Have you heard it? I have. And what's the what, what is it? What's the context? The context is they were playing. Then this is not to excuse it at all because it, um, it's definitely wrong. He's like a forty-year-old man. He should know not to not to use that word in any context, let alone in the context that he that he did use it. Um, but he's playing a video game with someone. I have no idea who it was, and then he just drops it sort of excitedly in the midst of playing the video game. I think they were playing like a shooter, a shooter game, and he shot someone. And then he just said, boom, N-word. And then he was like, uh, and then the audio sort of drops from there. But So he, like said, said, it, he said it like um, an exclamation. Right. Still not a way a white person should ever use the N-word. Still, still not a way. In fact, I have yet to find a way that a white person should use the N-word. <laughs> just going to put that out there. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> when you find it, when you find it, when you find it, let me know. Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, haven't found it yet. That wasn't it, and so you know, Randy Orton using the using the N word in that context is definitely not as as pervasive as the Hogan context, or even some much more. Well, no, no, you, you have to word. have you have to be able to to read each situation individually and be like that is not cool, but. Um, it's not the same as privately being like, I guess I'm a racist. N word this, N word that. I don't want my daughter to date N words. So like we right. have to, we have to, you know, look at each situation individually. I get what Tony Khan's doing. I don't. The Randy story at first managed to slip by people. So, um, it's interesting that it came back around now. Uh, well, I, that's that's why I'm sort of like annoyed with it too, right? Because the Randy situation happens, and then. It slips by people. It's still wrong. I don't think anybody was excusing that. But then it's brought up again now during this Twitter beef between Tony Khan and Randy Orton, not to admonish Randy Orton for his use of the word, not to defend uh, black people, but to... No, to gotcha him, to just get him in a gotcha. Yeah, to defend his dad. Right, right. Did Did Randy respond or no? Uh, I haven't seen a response yet from from Randy Orton, but it's like you bring it up to defend your dad. That's why that's why you throw it into the forefront to deflect from whatever criticisms he has against your father. It's like, and then also that means that when this happened, because I think it happened like a month ago, that means that when this happened, you knew it happened, and then you were fine still possibly negotiating with Randy Orton or having him use your name for leverage. So how much, you know what I mean? Like how much did you really care? Because again, you only brought it up when it was time to defend your dad. And this week's N-word report is brought to you by. <laughs> oh my Lord. What a mess. Uh, what a mess. Um, can we just get it together, guys? Can we just stop? Can we please just get it together? I'm speaking to the world about racism. That's how yeah. I'm doing it. Let's just enough. I can't do this anymore. I mean, I know there are a lot of people whose lives have been directly ruined because of racism, but I, as a podcaster, am tired of it. As a white podcaster, I don't want to deal with this anymore. So it's time to move <laughs> on from racism. It's, 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 it's ruining our wrestling <laughs> podcast. Um, it is. It is twenty minutes in, and we haven't 20 even talked minutes. about no, the, this is the bad. amazing episode of NXT. 
Um, hold on. Yeah, By the okay. way, before we talk about NXT real quick, and there is a lot to get to there, hockey season's well underway. And if you haven't been able to watch much you like, no worries. You can always catch up. Emily Kaplan and Greg Wyshynski, they have you covered with the ESPN On Ice podcast, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Also, my boy Don LaGreca, Donnie Pucks, uh, also has his uh, podcast as well. Um, another wonderful, wonderful hockey vehicle. Um that you should check out as well. Shout out to Dave LaGreca. Busted Open's been killing. I've been seeing Dave's face on signs all over arenas at wrestling shows. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. He was on a, a AEW this week. Dave's face was being held up like the whole damn time. Um, That's amazing. So shout out to my boy Dave LaGreca, Don's brother. Um, all right, SGG, um, outside the ring. Hold on. There was something else still. I feel like something else still major besides NWA Power. Oh, uh, Ratings. NXT oh. outrated AEW this week. Um, I mean, by like if 50, you watched 000? the first half an hour, you would have saw that one coming a mile away. Well, yeah, I mean that's that's the place to that's where it really isn't surprising. They they it was a heavy hitter episode. I mean, oh wait, hold on, yeah. hold on. I'm not going to eat on the podcast, but my food did just get here. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, no, the first half hour was, um, really crazy. Um, very, very strong, heavy hitter episode. They opened up with Becky Lynch. I mean, they opened up with Becky Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley. The Goldberg, the Goldberg entrance. Now, and, and real quick, um, I really enjoyed NXT this week and, um, shout out to Triple H who's been doing a great job in general. Really keeping the WWE on point. I mean, like, if it wasn't for these NXT episodes and we were just talking about SmackDown and Raw, man. It'd be a problem. It'd be a problem. I mean, but, but I will say, here's the one thing that's crazy. The NXT episode is basically what Survivor Series should have been. Minus the run-ins, though. No, no, minus the run-ins. That. But those matches, if like, if, if, like to me, Bailey, Becky, Shayna is cool. Becky versus Rhea Ripley one on one on the pay per view. Fine. No, that was heat. Um, heat. the Ricochet, Matt Riddle, just put that on Survivor Series. Like, yeah, and I gotta say too, you know, no disrespect to Connor Reeves, but as, I mean, we didn't we didn't need you, bro. We didn't need you in that spot. No pun intended with the bro. I mean, Ricochet coming through like an assassin with the drop kick. Was was perfect use of him there, and then taking that spot away from Kona Reeves. I mean, and, and and Riddle's the man, dude. He's really. I didn't know what to think at first. I think at this point, I'm a I'm a Matt Riddle fan. I believe. Um, are you clapping? Yes. You you love Riddle. We all do. Who does? Who I know. does? Besides I know. besides Bill Goldberg. Who I know. Like who doesn't find themselves going, bro, bro, bro. Bro, I mean, I mean there's, right. there's no way not to. It's it's just different. It's never been done. Even things that are funny and goofy, like kicking off his flip flops, like everything about him's awesome. It's just, <laughs> yep. and he's like a badass who is wearing no shoes. Like he's just, he's awesome. Um, so, you know, I thought it was a really cool episode. My my one problem, and I'm sure Dipperstein will rail on this, um, is that this entire invasion thing has sort of taken away from some exciting moments. So like 
we just got this Becky Lynch Rhea Ripley thing, which is like a dream match one day, and nothing happened. They didn't even have a match. You just sort of lost them to me lost a moment now brian i thought made a good point on the episode last week surprise is not the only emotion that matters but as i said and i stand by this it's a big thing though and curiosity and dream matches and seeing people like i can't believe we're seeing these two people together that is still an important part of sports and entertainment and obviously well, it, sports they did entertainment. sort of give us that they did sort of give us that right i mean just put in rhea ripley and and uh and Becky Lynch in the same ring. First of all, that's not a match I even thought about. So now they're putting that out there that, like, this is what we have to offer. To this me, is what we can do. But to me, who's a, a big Rhea Ripley mark and thinks, like, she has this huge future, I'm like, oh, man, what's it going to be like when she's on the main roster going up against everyone? I kind of wish in this case they would have teased it and you saw them cut a promo with each other, not actually had a half match. I, that's you know. Listen, I understand I can be nitpicky, but I didn't need a half match of that. Like I just save it. Rhea's so new, man. They are just rushing her along so quickly. It's like everyone saw how dope she was. They rushed her from NXT UK. Now she's NXT. Now she's in the title picture. Now she's with in the ring with Becky Lynch. It's like, all right. I guess we're just gonna. I guess they're not gonna be able to lay off of her. She's just gonna get sped along. Um, but she is that talented, Mike. Maybe she's not being sped along. Maybe she's just speeding. Maybe her foot is just on the gas. Yeah, can't and fault I, her for that. And I guess maybe they'll just go ahead and bring her to to big TV right away. You know, maybe she'll be one of those people that's like, we don't need her in NXT for a very long time. So listen, I'm happy to wait and let it and let and see what happens. Um, it was a fun episode. Like, if you haven't watched NXT this week, and you know, I'm in a place right now where I watch AEW in full. I watch a lot of NXT or the whole show, and then the other shows I kind of just skip through if I get to them. I don't think I watched SmackDown for a minute last week. I watched all I saw was clips on YouTube on Twitter, basically making fun of it. Like I didn't really, I didn't really watch dog. it. The big dog, exactly. I saw I saw some clips of CM Punk on backstage that looked dope. Um, shout out to Renee. I, I, I was to, I was told. Um, I only saw clips that the whole sit down with CM Punk was pretty dope. And by the way, CM Punk has to stop echoing the message that people, listeners say of, he's not working for WWE. He's working for Fox. There's, yeah, there's, I mean, there's no relationship there. It's just WWE adjacent. I think he actually said WWE adjacent. Like, okay, but they still approved you being there. The right. Door, and the his door whole thing open. has been, his whole thing has been sort of just echoing the lapsed fan which is sort of fine but I, i'm starting to see through uh that that little bit of the gimmick because again as you said everything goes through um through vince mcmahon everything everything is there's, vince mcmahon and kevin dunn there's just that's that's the way it's done so one no link on the chain of command it's it's vince mcmahon <laughs> that's it so, Everything comes from that. So, SGG, I know you have lawyering to do. Um, Survivor Series. Should we do, should we talk through it? If you want to just tell us what you're most excited about. Is it TakeOver? Is it Survivor Series? What matches in particular are you most looking for this weekend? Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to TakeOver. War Games, for me, has never disappointed, and now we're getting two of them. 
Um, we're getting a men's war games match and a women's war games match. And then at the Survivor Series, I am so curious to see um, the North American tag team, not North American, that doesn't even exist. The North American Championship match, well, the North American Champion in the match, excuse me, uh, AJ Styles, North American Champion Roderick Strong, and Shinsuke Nakamura in their champion versus champion versus champion three-way. And uh, the tag teams in their champion versus champion versus champion three-way. I think the Undisputed Era is going to show out. Uh, we don't know who Adam Cole is going to be faced with. That's going to be determined at TakeOver. But I think those champion versus champion versus champions match, and especially the women's match with Shayna Baszler just coming in and, and running roughshod over Becky, Bailey, and every other woman with a WWE main roster contract, is it's intriguing to me. So those three that actually put the best of NXT against the best of Raw and um, SmackDown, I think those are going to be the matches to watch. Um, only four matches officially on the War Games card right now? Is that what they're sticking with? Um, I'm sure there will be a surprise match, but then maybe not, right? Because the men's War Game match last year went almost an hour. Or if, um, and I think it was the same thing the year before. So if you get two 45-minute matches from them, that's 90 minutes, then Matt Riddle and Finn um, for a half hour, and then Pete versus Killian Dane versus Damian Priest. Yeah. Uh, because, I mean, that's the thing with TakeOver, too, right? You get a championship match from all of your champions, but, you know, all the men's singles championships are locked up with that first War Games match. Uh, women's champion Shayna Baszler is in the women's War Games match, so you really lose those championship matches across TakeOver. Now, what do you think you about... What do you think about there just being a straight-up NXT championship match on Survivor Series that does not involve someone from SmackDown or Raw? It's just going to be Adam Cole versus the winner of the number one contenders match at TakeOver. That is – I mean, it's a good makeup for the NXT championship not being on TakeOver, number one. But number two, I think that is as clear a sign as any that WWE can and has given us that – they see this NXT championship on almost equal footing with their main roster championships. They all got a live show. They all got multiple hours. And now they're all competing on this big four pay-per-view where you just have to know that NXT is going to pick up um, some of these wins. It's just, it's just that simple. Yeah, I, I, that's, a, that's a really good... That's a good point and good way of looking at it. Um, I sort of wish that – I don't know. I, listen, I've enjoyed a, several things about this whole invasion. And then there are other things that I think were were not great. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'll get into that more as I as I go on here. But SGG, we'll recap yes. next oh. week. Good luck in court, my friend. Before I go, I do have to say the contest is over. Okay. I've read a ton of NXT AEW hot takes. I can't. Obviously, read them right now because I'm I'm headed out to court. I'm going to save some lives, but I do have contest winners. So I'm just going to announce the names. Uh, they've already been contacted, but our winners are Eric Castillo, Asif Doja, okay, Seth Summerfeld, okay, David Caldwell, all right, nice man, and Josh B. I've reached out to them. We have their addresses. Your prizes are on the way. And SUG, your copy of uh, WWE uh, 2K20 is waiting for you. 
Oh, you know I'm going to get that. I got you. Um, also, while we still have SGG here, guys, uh, I know for one week I stayed really hard on the on the rating and commenting on uh, on iTunes on the podcast app. I need another re up this week. I need another hundred people who didn't do it before to go leave a comment on Cheap Heat, um, on your podcast app. Give us five stars. Leave a comment. The whole nine. We gotta stay competitive in this game. We're we're, we're trying to battle, man. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, gonna, I'm we not gotta play get around because I mean, especially New Day stepping in the arena too. I mean, come on. That's what I'm saying. Like the wrestling podcast world that we that Cheap Heat basically fathered. Basically, you know? they're not getting five championships over here. <laughs> not on my watch. Um. So, anyways, uh, everyone, go do that right now. And Greg, I'm gonna play the people, the turkey with the grave, the the Thanksgiving bars right now. I understand not all of you will get the joke at the end um, about Shawnee culture, but I'm going to let it play anyway. SGG, have a good um, have a good appearance in court, and we'll see you in person thank you, thank you. next week. Stay mage, P, and take it easy, man. Ta- oh, and by the way, we didn't do Black Power Rankings. I was waiting for you to talk about Scorpio Sky, so we'll save that for next week. We got, we got to. Because next, next Wednesday he has a big match, so over the Thanksgiving break we'll figure it out, but... uh. Uh, all right, SGG. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Later. There he is. That is the great SGG. And now my Thanksgiving song, which I'm told is going to be available very shortly wherever you can download music, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Turkey with the gravy. Yeah. Thanksgiving time again. I am hungry. Oh, you thought it was over? I mean, nah, man. We I back. I am hungry. How many plates I'm about to have? <laughs> TT with the wand. I mean, where should I really even start? I want meat, but I don't with the dark. I dress loose, sweatpants, extra large. Thinking back to the yams, they were burnt, now I'm turned. So hungry, left my niece in the car. Got two birds to fry, one is large. The greens are good, but they always make me fart. I got grandma coming on the way. My cousin told us last year he was gay. He's got a boyfriend, I think his name is Dave. He likes the cowboys, cool anyway. On the couch, watching football about to fade. When it's time, bring my turkey with the grip. When it's time, bring my turkey with the grave. If you touch the taters, I'ma put you in your place. My mom told me, slow down, dinner ain't a race. I'm really about to tat Thanksgiving on my face. My great aunt TT takes the wine to the face. I'm super turkey man, give me wings and a cake. Mom says green beans, I'm like, nah, go away. Just serve me stuffing that my brother just made me. Pie's too hot, man, that shit burn a lot, lot. Still too hot, bad pie gets you shot. Bad casserole, now my cousin wanna swap, swap. Trying to swap, slop like it's lost in it. Watts. I don't wanna drink, cause I'm good where I'm at. My uncle shouldn't eat anymore, cause he's fat. Mashed potatoes, cranberries are the way. When it's time to eat, serve my turkey with the grave. Bring the turkey, man, it's time for me to eat. Juicy white dog, give me all the meat. Still hungry for the cheese with the mac. Apple power ice cream, it's crack, crack, crack. Been eating all day, give me more. How many servings? Three or four. Watch your plate, I'm like a Thanksgiving vulture. So drunk, I thought I was Shawnee culture. Shawnee culture in the motherfucking place. Shawnee culture with the motherfucking place. Shawnee culture is from Jamaica. Or is it Trinidad? When I'm in Japan, it's Konnichiwa. If I'm in China, I say something else. Shawnee culture in the motherfucking place. Shawnee culture.
Algerian the mother keep producer Graham Boom Shaka Tak Boom Shaka Tak What it all Boom Shaka Tak Boom Shaka Tak It's a Thanksgiving song to share with the family Where we from Jamaica or Trinidad culture straight from Jamaica I never been there but I'm going this Christmas see Hello Hello Hey who's this Um this is MJF at Jace Oh, MJF and Jace, Brian Dipperstein. Welcome to Cheap Heat. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, by the way, I'm a big I, fan of the show. I've been I listening for years. I just played the Turkey with the Gravy um, Thanksgiving song for the people. What are your thoughts? Wow. I think it's fire. I think it is fire. I wish. Scorching. I got to send you. You got to listen to the podcast from today's show. You will be so amused to, to, to know that on Hot 97, the Hot mm-hmm. 97, Mm-hmm. 45 minutes of replaying that song and dropping bombs on it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. 45 minutes. We played it seven, eight times in a row. The only thing breaking it up with were callers going, yo, this is flames. Yo, I had to pull over the car. <laughs> I, I had to pull over when I heard it. Okay? I, I'm not kidding. It was epic this morning. I have to give Ebro credit. He made an absolute movie out of it. It was absurd. And, um. Everybody likes a movie. Everybody and, likes a movie. And it's going to be on streaming services. And we'll, uh, as soon as Drake calls and tells us to pull it down, we'll probably do that. But I'm putting it up there. Let the people have He's it. He's not calling. He's not calling. What is it? <laughs> and then, and by the way, I'll turn that into a huge controversy. Oh, Drake tried to stop me from shining. <laughs> The yes. ang- the angle of the sedge. <laughs> now, uh, welcome to welcome to uh, Cheap Heat, aka the weekly N word review. Where because oh, of the man. constant racism in wrestling, we had to do another twenty five minutes about Jim Cornette and Randy Orton. And my God, um, I'm excited to talk to you for a few minutes about wrestling, professional wrestling. Oh, Mage, let me tell you something. I've been watching it for years. You're a big fan. Big of fan. It. Yeah. Yep. Big fan of the sport. Big fan of the sport. There, I heard a rumor out there that you were ab- currently obsessed with AEW. True or false? I am. My, my phone is blowing up right now as I am. I am. I am taking phone calls and not doing my job. No, no, no. Of course, the, 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 you'll call them back. <laughs> tell your tell Nick your assistant. I'll, I'll call her back. I just did twice. <laughs> call back <laughs> and a third time. There you go. Oh my god. Um. I am obsessed with AEW. I am so obsessed with it. It's it's incredible. I got to tell you, I, I I'm dreaming about Luchasaurus. I'm I'm you're, instead you're of having, counting sheep. You're having, instead of counting sheep, I'm counting Luchasauruses. You, <laughs> <laughs> you love Luchasaurus. Yeah, love him. Big fan. I love his like whole. And by the way, like I've seen him in the Indies and stuff. Like not that much. PWG. Like, yeah. Yes. But I love the kit, like the way he kicks and like the martial arts. He's a he's a gargant guy. Like I love everything. About, I love everything about do you, everyone. Do you do you, that? do you pop for Orange Cassidy's gimmick? Because I pop. Galore. I do. I pop. I do. I, I, I know. I know. I think he's a huge star. I know. <laughs> he's a huge star for doing basically nothing. I, but he's he's a huge star. What I a mean, great what a great gimmick that was in the battle royal though. That he does his gimmick and then just gets tossed over. It was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Believe me. I know. I, I'm, a, I'm obsessed. I, I love a 12-man battle royal. Who know? Who knew a 12-man battle royal that moves very quickly could be so entertaining? You know what? What a, I'm so glad you mentioned that. 
When was the last time? Can you even remember? WWE only does a 20-man battle royal. So you have to have, yeah. you know, 10 full-on jabronis that you just don't, you're just waiting to get eliminated. Yeah. I, I just, oh my God. I, I, as they all walked in the ring, I'm like, oh, mage, mage, major, major, <laughs> mage. I mean, I was just like, I, I, you know, I, I, God, man, everything about it is entertaining. I, I was, I, I was saying, you know, you and I have been, you know, talking about this. I, 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 as opposed to fast forwarding through matches, I'm pausing matches. If I have to go to the bathroom, I'm pausing. I have not paused to go to the bathroom in years. And now I'm pausing to go to the bathroom. I, I got, can't miss a second. I got to tell you. I'm watching matches again. I, full matches. I, I watch the entire show. I don't skip segments. I don't. Nope. I don't. And, and, but I will, say th- I will say this. Did you watch NXT yet? No, I I went to go watch it last night and I fell asleep. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch. Not it. a you, you will not do a lot of fast forwarding in NXT this week either. Another I, great I episode. Never I, I don't fast forward on NXT. You I fast forward the Raw and SmackDown. You're watching them right. at hyper speed galore. Yeah, I don't really know how to do that. I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Monday Night Raw is not bad when you watch the whole show in 18 minutes. Tremendous. <laughs> it's just. All they need to do is bring the fiend over to AEW, and it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. Oh, you would you would lose your mind if the fiend went to AEW. <laughs> yeah, I may have to figure out some kind of. Uh, I may have to agent that. That would be a big. That would be a, a very big move. And we, and we talked about this uh, off the air. How cool it was! I mean, Chris Jericho is doing the work of his life. Um, yeah, he's he's hilarious, and and he he loses last week. Gets rolled up by Scorpio Sky. And oh my gosh, can you believe it? The champ got rolled up, and now this next week, Scorpio Sky comes out, and a guy whose name I wouldn't have remembered last week, I now am talking about on Cheap Heat, because you made him yeah. matter in one That's week. That's right. Yeah. I mean, literally, the last interaction I had with Scorpio Sky was at WrestleCon a couple of years ago, or maybe it was last year, and he was just like a, a, a schmageggy, you know? He was a schmageggy, and now all of a sudden he's like face to face with Chris Jericho in the in the last segment of AEW, and like holding his own and sounding great, and he's kind of off script and whatever. That guy is legit. And I that- feel bad. Let me say, I feel bad for like, you know, I, who would you compare him to in WWE? Like, you know, like Ricochet or something. Okay, sure. like you would you would compare him to to Ricochet, and Ricochet like gets to you know. What does he even get to do? Nothing. I mean, he gets to wrestle. He's, you know, the greatest, in my opinion, the best wrestler in WWE, but he doesn't get to talk or do anything he really probably wants to do. Nothing. Scorpio Sky says the things that Ricochet wants to say. Let me just remind you that when, as we talked about, I think we mentioned this last week with Brian Mann, Neville was the man who gravity forgot. And now he's the bastard. And now he's made. Yeah. Yeah, he is mage. He looks insane. Now Pac looks is insane. His look yeah. and he's basically just a slightly bigger version of the exact same thing, but he's yeah. now mage. So now, instead of instead of Neville, he's Neville. Right, right. <laughs> it's 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 that's all it took. I yeah. I've heard yeah. it's been so long since I thought about it. Neville. Um, yeah. So and now next week we'll have a match with Jericho and Scorpio Sky night before Thanksgiving. That'll matter. Can't you'll wait. Be, you'll be Can't curious. wait, I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there watching. Now, do you know what happened on NXT last night? Are you aware of the matchups that happened? No, I don't know anything because you know I don't read spoilers and I don't. I don't. Well, I won't, I won't tell you the specifics. Anything for me. I won't tell you the specifics, but basically, it's just like one mage NXT person against one mage 
main roster person after one after another. It's basically to me, and I'm curious for your opinion when you see it. To me, it's like, oh, this is what Survivor Series should have been. Yeah, um, I don't like that. You know, I don't like. I don't like. I don't like that. So okay. Well, the, well, but <laughs> one day, one day when you know. When we do get Adam Cole and Undisputed Era in Raw, it's not going to mean anything. They're going to say, "Oh, wait, well, we saw them a year ago here at Invading." Well, you know? that's but- that, and that's one of the matches that I complained about just earlier with Greg was that there was one match in particular to start the show that I as the kind of match that would really excite me, and you get no finish, and you end up being like, "Oh, you just had this for the purpose of having it." There's no outcome that means anything. It's just less special. It goes back to the CM Punk conversation, right? Like. Essentially, we had this whole big CM Punk moment now where he's back, and what it's really amounted to is him doing an interview tour on Fox. That That's what it was. Like he, right. I, I'm not saying the interview wasn't good because the pieces that I saw were interesting, and by all accounts, the whole thing was good. But then the next day, he goes on Colin Cowherd. First of all, hey, what's the point of doing that? By I, the way, I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Who? What? I know. I know. I, it's a, what? Don't worry what about you, it. What oh, are yeah, you saying right now? I don't even does, know what, who, what, who, what? It's someone who doesn't even exist. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, he I don't even exist. know what. Who? There's something happened. I don't even know what that is. Are you excited? Are you excited for Takeover uh, War Games? Yeah, of course. I love gimmick matches. You're the biggest gimmick. Match I wish there was. I wish there was a roof on it. If there was a roof, I'd like it more. I need a roof. Give me the roof. It's not that hard to get a roof. Somebody needs to get a roof on that thing. So okay. put okay. a roof on it. And what are your thoughts on the thanks uh, Thanksgiving the Survivor Series? Matt, these three team Survivor Series matches and how big a mess we're going to be looking at. Um, I, I got to tell you, it, I, this is how kind of I feel about this lead up to Survivor Series. It's so jumbled and like, like I don't even know who's on what. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to grasp it and to pay attention to like who's on what teams and why, and I can't even like get a grip on it. If you ask me to name the teams right now, and no. I by the way I haven't missed anything except for NXT. I've mi- I've seen every raw, every I've seen everything up until now. I can't even tell you what the teams are. You even like I'm, you even sat through SmackDown in person last week. I did. I did. I did. I was there a hundred percent. No one. No yeah. one brought a sign that said "Stop yourself." I didn't see one, and I believe me, you don't think I was looking around? I'm very offended. Maybe there was one. If there was one, please send me a picture. I, I, I only gave about two hours warning. We should have said it on the podcast. That's got to be the next sign. It's been a long time, let's be honest, since the Cheap Heat universe really turned out with signs. I mean, we used to be so mage in the in the, yeah. in the sign game. Major Jace signs, Repug signs. There yeah, was there so- was a Major Jace-esque sign. At, one, at WrestleMania a couple of years ago. <laughs> I know. There was. A... <laughs> oh, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I gotta get stop your. I gotta get stop yourself in my system right now. I can't go through an entire. I can't go through an entire. I had show. to. I had to drop a stop yourself to Zach Linder on the group chat. Oh, what was he doing? Or was it Goldstein? It was Goldstein or Linder. I had to do. It. I had to. Hit, I had to hit them with a stop yourself. Stop yourself. What were they doing? They were spoiling. Yeah, they spoiled. They spoiled. Stop I think it was later. Who spoiled something? They can't. They sometimes just can't help it. And then we have a new. The new gimmick we have to make fun of on the podcast more is that in the Jewel Order uh, chat, no matter how, no matter what someone's comment is about wrestling, if if one of us is serious and there's a passion and and, and anger and and whatever, no matter what you say, Andrew Goldstein is going to follow it up with some sort of sarcastic remark that is absolutely meaningless and is a dumb joke every single time. Yeah, he needs to stop himself. Stop yourself. If I if I came on one day and I was like, 
I just got a call from Vince McMahon himself. He he asked me to come back. Not only does he want me to kickoff shows, no, no, he wants me to be the voice of SmackDown. Andrew would follow it up with like SmackDown, more like Crackdown. Stop yourself! It's like some sort of concocted joke. No matter what the circumstance. Can we um? Can we uh? Let's let's pivot for a second, please. Real quick. Go ahead. I gotta go in a minute. Go ahead. Let's pivot. How do we get MJF over for some kind of holiday? Does anyone know where he's from for some kind of Jewish holiday? I believe that Brian Mann no, – we talked last week. Brian Mann said that he, they have a mutual friend. Oh, and, my, here and, we go. And uh, there's going to – MJF has to come on the podcast. Obviously, there has to be – he has to join before yeah. – it would be nice if we did it before Hanukkah. We should a, do, Hanukkah, a Hanukkah episode uh, with uh, MJF would yes. be made. We need a Hanukkah. Can we figure that out? Yes. I will, I'm going to work on this 100%, and it has to happen. There has I want to talk about what his ideal Hanukkah schmorg would look like. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't, I don't, I, you know what? I don't care about that. I want to know what his uh, breakfast schmorg idea would look like. Come on. No, I know, but I, I, I want to know if he eats kafilta fish. With the purple horseradish or with the white horseradish? All right, well, now you want to talk about Passover. See, I, I knew it. You don't really yeah. want to talk about Hanukkah. You just want to do it on Hanukkah. No one wants to. I want That's right. No one cares. I mean, latkes, applesauce. I we want don't to know it. what type of kugel his mother made when and he was growing when up. When your mother that's made kugel, was there pine, little pieces of pineapple in the kugel? Was there ever a pineapple? No, I've never even heard of that. You've never, never heard of pineapple, never had pineapple in kugel. You've never had pineapple in kugel? No, I'm not. Right I'm, 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 it's a thing. My mother made great kugel, okay? It still does, okay? So, and there was no pineapple. Okay? I got, I got to tell you right now, we, if, if, if we should have your mom and my mom each make their top three Jewish dishes, maybe get MJF's mom to contribute a few dishes and, and, and have a battle. It would be like, it would be like a war game survivor series match of Jewish foods. I like that. I like that. Like a war, a war games kugel matchup. Well, no, you, you got you got to come with your best kugel. Maybe it's brisket. Yeah, your br- whatever the the, yeah. the items are that you're bringing to the table. But I mean, yes, yes, Mind, unintended. Mindy Rosenberg can really oh bring it to the table. Um, anyways, Dipperstein, Mary Dipperstein knows how to make kugel. Okay, I'm just I'm just putting that on the record. Okay? I, I, all right. I mean, listen, don't don't get her into a don't get her into a match. She doesn't. She can't finish. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, all right, Dipperstein. Thank you for making time. Go make big deals in Hollywood. Stay mage. Enjoy yourself. There he is, ladies and gentlemen, the Brian Dipperstein. What a big, big show this has been. Um, I do know that things have been all over the place recently. SGG's schedule's been kind of crazy. Um, but we've tried to get it together as best as possible. And I'm sorry that we've been dealing with so many ridiculous, offensive stories in wrestling we have to cover at a time that's very interesting. As I said earlier, NXT ends up outrating AEW slightly. Now, I want to see AEW's numbers up a bit, and I will tell you, I don't think they're doing a tremendous job with outreach. They are promoting in markets where they have local shows, but besides that, I mean, I can only speak from my relationship with them. I, I really had to push to get Cody on the show, the, and I don't hear from them at all. And as a, I'm a pretty vocal, I do morning drive and afternoon drive in the number one market in the country. I could be an asset to spreading the word of AEW more. They, they, there's not a real active presence in terms of dealing with media, at least in terms that I can tell. Um, so maybe they're not pushing that hard yet. Maybe they're not ready for that yet. They're trying to build up and get there. But, you know, I, I would like by the end of, you know, by the time they've been around a year, you know, so they're only a couple months in. 
10 months from now, I'd like to see them at over a million a week. Now they're around 800,000, and this week NXT crept up and beat them. But again, that was a big NXT show, a go-home show for this invasion thing that they've been promoting the hell of hell of on uh, the other shows. So it's not an apples to apples. I'm curious to see where they'll be next week, um, the day before Thanksgiving, uh, once, now that the dust will have settled. You know, d- depending, I guess, on what happens this weekend at, at TakeOver and more importantly at Survivor Series. You know, and uh, my guess is they go back next week to regular NXT and presumably Finn will be there, but no one else. But maybe we'll see. Maybe that's not the case. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. I got to tell you guys, I did not, I really appreciate people's submissions of logos and ideas. I didn't get the thing yet in email that I thought like, oh, that's it. This is the thing we have to do. So if you have ideas, keep sending them. I don't mean that to, to not be appreciative to those who have sent stuff because there's some stuff that I really like and I just appreciate anyone being a part of the cheap heat universe and sending it. But this next thing that we're going to do with a brand that really needs to be like high level ish. So I'm going to keep, you know, be patient and we'll, and we'll find it, but I really appreciate everyone who wants to participate and send stuff. Um, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. We'll do mail next week. Um, I don't know what day we'll do. I'm guessing Wednesday daytime. I wanted to do it after. AW, but I just don't think it'll be possible with Thanksgiving. And I'd like to give you guys something. Maybe we'll do it Tuesday, actually, the day after Raw, so people have something for their holiday drive. Um, I know a lot of people have driving to do on the holidays. So uh, shout out to Stack Guy Greg. Shout out to uh, Dipperstein, uh, my producer, uh, Troy, um, and all of you, the GP Universe. RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy TakeOver and Survivor Series. And we'll talk to you next week right here. On GP. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left the major state. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. Of makeup and like sat in front of a mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce. Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby.